to the Kevin White Show. This is the podcast helping you to prosper in the presence of God. Thank you for subscribing, reviewing, and sharing the show. Kevin White is a global pastor, best-selling author, and international speaker sharing God's message of prosperity for all nations. Kevin has flown over a million miles to 27 different countries and spoken to thousands of audiences throughout the world. As a serial entrepreneur, Kevin has helped start hundreds of businesses, nonprofits, and churches. Kevin's three books, Audacious Generosity, Get to the Point, and What's Your Word, are international bestsellers with over 2 million copies sold worldwide. Kevin is the CEO of Spirit Media, a full-service publishing and marketing company in North Carolina. Okay, who's ready to prosper in the presence of God? Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together and help welcome your friend and mine, Kevin White. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome, everyone. How are you? I'm Kevin White. I'm coming at you live from the USA. Last week, I put my shades on because the glory of the Lord was so full and it was so bright in my life. And I was asking you, are you grateful for the glory of God in your life? And I asked some of uh, I asked everyone to send in their photos of them uh, wearing shades, thankful for the glory of God in their life. And look what happened. Uh, we have um, men and women from around the world putting on their best look there in the shades uh, that is some friends from india here's a pastor in india look at that now you are cool whenever you try to uh model um kevin white on the on the show uh like that i love you pastor shaker god bless you uh here's some friends from pakistan and india as well as uganda um so grateful for everyone that watches um, look how cool. Um, yes, I love the, the, the color there. Um, there. And then Barbara got in on the fun as well. And I am so grateful for everyone. Hello to everyone in the USA. Uh, let us know that you're watching and where you're watching from. Say hello to brothers and sisters around the world. And uh, let us know uh, where you're watching. There is a friend from Rwanda. How are you? God bless you. Glad that you could join in. There's Vineet from India. Namaste to all the beloved there in India. There's Barbara from uh, Raleigh. Yes. Thank you for sending in your video. Uh, Pastor Raja from Hyderabad. Can't wait to be with you very soon. Glory from India. How are you? Anybody watching in the Philippines today? Mabuhai. There's Joshua from India. Um, there's Roger and Lori. Yeah, cool shades. Yeah, I need you and your cool shades as well. Pastor Shaker, hope you saw that. Let me show you one more time in case you missed it. There's Pastor Shaker. Yep, Roger and Lori joining from Ohio. God bless you, everyone. Hope you're having a great morning. There's Carlene from Maine. How are you? Hope you're doing well and dry. Lots of water have hit up in the Northeast area of the United States. There's a bee from Manipur. Anybody watching in the Philippines? Where is the Philippines today? Uh, say hello. Let me know where you are watching. Anybody watching in Thailand, Afghanistan, Ukraine? 
Um, we're praying for each and every one of you, and I hope that you are doing well. Uh, I believe God has sent us into your life just for a few moments to bring a word of encouragement. Before we dive into the show, I want to celebrate 36 years of marriage to uh, my wife. Today is our wedding anniversary. So if you know Shelly and you are on her socials, please go and wish her a happy anniversary and remind her how lucky she is to be married to me. Um, actually, we are both very blessed. And I hope um, that you will love on her and wish her a happy anniversary. 36 years. Wow. My parents divorced whenever I was in middle school. Um, and, you know, it's amazing what God will do when you diffuse the enemy by taking the word divorce, divorce out of your vocabulary. Um, Shelly and I have laughed many times. We might kill each other, but we're not going to divorce. Um, and so I'm thankful to God's grace for 36 years. Happy anniversary uh, to Shelly. And um, I don't know that she's able to watch the show because she's working during this time, but she hopefully will get the message um, from, from that and we'll have dinner tonight. But to, today's word uh, is the word judge. And it, uh, we're, we're going to continue from last week. Uh, this is part two. <coughs> Excuse me. As you know, I did not get to finish last week. Uh, we got very busy in the, in the word judge. Uh, we're going to spend some time just recapping real quick. Uh, thank you, Abby, for uh, wishing us a happy anniversary. Uh, yes, Pastor Z. Thank you, everyone. I really appreciate that. Um, and so... Let's, let's uh, team, if you will, look at Matthew 7, 1 through 6. Let's start there. Uh, last week, we talked about what the word judge means, how it, how it works as a noun, has it, how it works as a verb in Scripture. But look at what Jesus said here. Uh, this is sort of the foundation for this message on the word judge. Put your hands together for the word of God. Uh, I hope that you will not just listen to my words, but ultimately you will hear God speak. Because this word judge is uh, often met with negative connotations. Um, a lot of people fear God as the judge. Um, and yet, um, this is a gift from God. Um, and let's just look at what Jesus says. Do not judge others or you will, uh, and you will not be judged. For you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. What an incredible warning there. And why worry about the speck in your friend's eyes when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of the speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite, Jesus says. First, get rid of the log in your own eyes. Then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. Don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy. Don't throw your pearls to pigs. They will trample the pearls, then run and attack you. So if you missed last week's episode, go back and listen to it because I really break down this verse um, item by item, line by line. And, and I'm going to recap it real quick. Jesus is saying, don't judge or you will be judged. I mean, it couldn't be a clearer message. If you're confused about that, Camp out here in Matthew 7 and read it until you're no longer confused because um, 
God is not the author of confusion. The enemy is. And if you are confused, um, you are you are potentially more under the influence of the of the enemy or or you would be seeing clearly. And God wants you and I to see clearly. Jesus is speaking in plain English here. Don't judge. It's that clear. And yet we can be very tempted and even hell-bent on judging. And yet Jesus is saying, don't judge. Um, Jesus is saying, don't judge others. Judge yourself. Um, And so I'm going to be giving you on this episode more list of what not to do and what to do. Because Paul told uh, Timothy, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and sound mind. That is judgment. Paul told Timothy and all of us, God's given you judgment. The ability to have solid judgment. And so we need to understand what we should not be judging, what we should judge. Jesus is making it very clear. Don't judge others, judge yourself. And so have you ever been tempted to think this sermon is great for my spouse? I hope they hear that. Or this sermon, my child really needs to hear this sermon. Or my neighbor, I wish that they would know this verse. Or my coworker, I wish that they would hear God speak about that. God doesn't really um, come to us to speak to us about others unless we're pure hearted and we have no skin in the game and we are willing to simply be a voice of God, not with judgment, not with condemnation, but with even weeping as a result of the impression of God on our life, we have to go and share a message to others. That is very rare. Um, He does that, but his first priority is always going to be you, always going to be me. God wants to speak to us about us, not about everybody else. We can get so involved in everybody else's business, we rule out the Holy Spirit's access to us. And that is the classic um, misrepresentation of the heart of God in the church for us to think that God has something that he needs to fix in other people when what he's really wanting to do is address things in us. Jesus says, don't judge others, judge yourself. Uh, Jesus says, don't judge people for being far away from God. Um, And we talked about last week that if it weren't for the grace of God, we too would be far away from God. So be very careful about passing judgment on others. Uh, Then Jesus talked about the pigs and uh, relates it to pearls. And what he's saying there is you've got the capacity to judge value. And so let God give you a wisdom about what is valuable. And then he talked about um, about not wasting the pearls on the pigs. And there Jesus is saying, you have the capacity to judge in worthy investment. Make sure that you are investing your time wisely. Don't argue with people that don't care. 
go and serve and be invested in people that 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 are willing to allow God to work in in their life. And then the third thing was, um, or they will trample on you. And Jesus is saying, you have the capacity to judge uh, risk. And so you need to be willing to let God give you wisdom about how it is safer to be in the will of God than it is to be outside the will of God. And we talked about that. So I want to continue in this flow of what not to judge and what to judge based upon the authority of God's word. Don't judge people. So I know we talked about others, but don't judge people. Yeah, put it back up there if you don't mind, uh, team. Don't judge people. People. Let's put people up there. I think we should have that. Um, don't judge people. Uh, do judge fruit. Okay. So God has given us the the um, the call that you and I can judge fruit. So you can judge an apple tree by its fruit, seeing the apple. So you're able to say, this is an apple tree. I see apples. And so you can see the fruit of the Holy Spirit, or you can see the fruit of demonic presence and evil. Um, so judge the fruit. Don't judge people. Uh, in the same way, don't judge sinners. Don't judge sinners. Uh, you and I are sinners, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But do judge sin. Sin. So the reality of the gospel is that God is able to perfectly love you and absolutely hate your sin. Perfectly love me and absolutely hate my sin. Now we get confused and we think God doesn't like us because we see ourselves as sinful. And if God doesn't like sin, then he doesn't like me. But he separates us from our sin. As far as the East is from the West, God is separating us from our sin. He does not see you as your sin. That is good news. You need some good news today. You want to be comforted today. Receive this good news. God does not see you as your sin. You have been saved by a savior, not by your behavior. We focus on behavior. We focus on the behavior of others. They have been saved by a savior, not by their behavior. So don't judge the sinner. Judge the sin. You can absolutely hate um, child, child um abuse. Okay. You can, you can hate abusing children and you can still love those who are guilty of that. You can hate rape and you can still love the rapist. You know, if you and I are going to be covered under the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we are going to follow Jesus Christ, then we are going to need to love what he loves and hate what he hates. And he does not hate people, but he does hate sin. He does not hate sinners. He actually came and gave his life for sinners. It, the scripture says that the Son of Man came to seek and to save those who are lost. For God so loved the world that he gave Jesus. 
if if God hated sinners, that verse would say, for God so hated the world that he refused to send his one and only son. Aren't you glad that it literally says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Jesus died for sin once and for all. This is the compassion of God. This is the mercy of God. This is the result of God's judgment. He has judged sin and found that the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Can I please get an amen? Will everybody watching the show put a praise emoji in the chat right now? Can we just break out into a hallelujah dance all across India, all across the Philippines, all across the USA, all across your country? Will you become a voice of the angels in heaven praising God for his compassion and his mercy? We think judgment ends in wrath. We think negative about judgment. But the Bible teaches us if you really look at biblical judgment. So we view judgment through earthly, broken, fleshly eyes. And we think judgment ends in wrath. It ends in punishment. It's in, it ends in imprisonment. It ends in damnation. But the Bible teaches us God is absolutely judging and, and, and he is a judge and judgment is happening. But he separates the sinner from the sin. He separates the sin from the sinner. And so he does not see you as your sin. He does not have a written list against you because of your past. We see... We see this on our past. You want to see what God sees? God sees this. I mean, blank sheet. Um, I, I know you can see it through it. But the point is, we, we, we think about our past with all of this garbage that we've done. And God sees his glory. Thank you. God sees we have no past. We have no past. He has buried our sin in the bottom of the sea, never to be held against us again. That's the compassion. That's the result of judgment. For the wages of sin, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. When you and I for, ask Jesus to forgive us of our sins, we go from this long list of past to being made new as if it, we had never sinned. That's why we love him. That's why we praise him. That's why we receive this gift of judgment. And who are we for God to do this to us and then we do this to others? Have you ever done this to your spouse? I have. Have you ever done this to a brother and sister in Christ? To your neighbor? To the person in the market? To the person going slow in front of you? I have. We all have. But this is not the way of Christ. We have been given this. This is what you offer. This is the judgment you are to offer every other person. There's 8 billion people alive with a beating heart today on planet Earth. This 
is the judgment you are to be offering them. Pure, blameless, because of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, now obviously, if you see fruit today that is not in keeping with God's word, you can judge that fruit. That is not biblical. You can say that. That is, that is not biblical. That attitude is not biblical. That lifestyle is not biblical. That is not honoring God. You can say that about the sin, about the, about the fruit or the lack of fruit. But you can't say that about the person. Or it could be said the same way about you. And so don't judge sinners. Do judge sin. <clears throat> Let's continue on. Don't judge motives. Some of the best advice socially will ever be given is do not judge the motives of others. You will be wrong. This is where we get into trouble. We actually begin to take on the, 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 the seat of God, the throne of God, where we think that we have knowledge that is 100% perfect. And so we start judging people's motives. And yet we, we are not God. You do not know other people's motives. So, so don't judge other people's motives. A lot of marital conflict, a lot of relational stress is because we think that that's what they were thinking. That's why they did that. That's why they didn't respond to us. That's why they were slow in getting back to us. We're judging their motives. Well, they must not like me. They must not want to be with me. They must not love me. And we're judging people's motives. Don't do that. Build a boundary around your judgment never to judge people's motives. You will be wrong. I love you. I'm not trying to, to uh, rub in your face because it's true of me. But you cannot be perfect in judging people's motives. Only God can, and you're not God. So don't judge people's motives. You can judge evidence. That's what happens in our courts all day long is the judge is looking for evidence to pass a judgment on. I have had several speeding tickets in my lifetime. The evidence was clear. I was exceeding the speed limit. The judge passes a judgment based upon the evidence. And you and I can do that. Parenting is judging evidence. Marriage is judging evidence. Work, co-working is judging evidence. You can judge evidence, but that is in the context of you cannot begin to condemn. You cannot begin to ascribe a sentence on that person of, of, of anything other than what you would want to be given to you. And that also means you can't just let things off the hook. If, if, I mean, God forbid you see someone outside with a gun rampaging your neighborhood and you go out, you go out to try to show compassion and mercy in that moment, you might be the one that we're having a funeral for in a few days. You have to judge that evidence 
and respond with responsibility as God gives you wisdom to do that. You don't, you don't let them off the hook, but you also don't begin to take act, um, your own action and put them in the grave and, and, and things. I know that, that um, there's no, no way that I can ascribe a very set response. And I'm probably getting into trouble by even using some of these illustrations. But God can give us wisdom in that. Just understand you cannot judge motives. You can judge evidence. Um, don't judge legalism. Um, don't, don't be legalistic. Don't judge legalism as far as you trying to prove and force someone else to prove their holiness, their righteousness, their loyalty to God, their church attendance, their tithing, their worship, their prayer. You can't, you can't judge and be, be legalistic about it. You can judge the spirit. Jesus said, true worshipers will worship in spirit and in truth. Have you ever been talking to someone that you know did not have a humble spirit? And yet, what, what would really bring reconciliation to this particular conflict is if they would have a humble spirit. And you can judge, you can determine they're not, they're not in a place where they can hear this right now. They, they, they are stuck on their perspective, their opinion. They're really bulldozing down the person in front of them. And, and there's no fix until they're humble. And so that's a spirit. You can, you can judge the spirit. And I want to just issue a practical thing here as it relates to the spirit. Most of the time, in my experience, when God has given me an awareness to the spirit, it is not at the same time that he gives me a call to respond. So often, I will have a sense that God is showing me something in the spiritual realm that I need to just know and pray about, but not take action on right then and there. And so I would encourage you to have a buffer. Allow God to show you in the spirit things that only the Holy Spirit can show you and it not be for you to take immediate action on. There needs to be, I, I'm, I'm human. And if I were to take immediate action on everything God showed me, I'd get into trouble. And so I just encourage you, be willing to let God take you over to the spirit, show you something in the spirit without you having the expectation that now you've got to do something. There just needs to be time for my flesh to get out of the way and God to really bring me to a place of conviction where I'm humble. I'm not taking one wrong and making it, matching it with another wrong. And I hope you can discern what I'm saying and you can understand that. Um, look at 
Um, 1 Corinthians 2.15, let me just share a few things of God's word before we pray. It says, the person with the spirit makes judgment about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgments. And so judging things in the spirit is definitely a gift from God. Look at Matthew 10 verse 28. Don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body. They cannot touch your soul. Fear only God who can destroy both soul and body in hell. And here Jesus is telling us that we do not need to fear God. Um, we, we do not need to fear man. We ultimately, whenever it comes to judgment, we need to honor the Lord. We need to be obedient to the Lord and not fear man, but have a holy, righteous honor, a fear of God. Uh, then look at Isaiah 33, verse 22. For the Lord is our judge, our lawgiver, and our king. He will care for us and save us. Judgment is a gift. It is not a curse. It is not a result of God's wrath against people. It is his compassion for people. And I just want to bullet point these seven things before we pray. The first one is God is the judge. If you don't remember anything else, remember this. The second is we are not the judge. Don't take the seed of judgment upon yourself. Look at uh, number three, God's judgment results in care and protection. So if you are going to sin in passing judgment, make sure it's caring and protective. That's We get into trouble when it's not. Number four, welcome God's judgment. Welcome God's judgment in your life. Number five, administer God's judgment. Let the judge pass judgment, give you a sound mind, give you judgment. Number six, you are to fear God, not man. And number seven, others are to fear God, not you. And so don't, as a parent, as a spouse, as a leader, don't rule where people have to start fearing you. Point them to God. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this word, and I thank you for what you're doing in my life through this word. What an incredible gift it is. And I pray, God, for peace and wisdom over everyone who's watching. God, that they would truly receive this gift and that we would think differently about the word judge, that we would allow you to um, really invoke your compassion and your mercy in our lives, but also through us. Forgive us for every way in which we have wrongly judged others. When we have acted as if we are God, when we've taken you and put you outside and tried to do what only you can do in our relationships with others, forgive us for that and help us from this day forward to honor you, to let you judge us and to give us the mind of Christ and a heart of discernment to have sound judgment. Give every person watching this show, every man and woman, boy and girl, that gift, that, he, that Holy Spirit empowerment of sound judgment. And we will give you glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want to encourage you to join me this uh, Friday.
for my monthly keynote one. I will be making a very special announcement on Friday. Uh, I hope you'll be there for it. Um, and then next Tuesday, I am very excited about the word free. Um, this is a word that God spoke to me uh, 25 years ago that really changed my, my entire life. This word free. We're going to look at this word in the Bible and passages you probably have never really paid much attention to because I had not until the Lord pointed this, th this out to me. And then the following week, uh, I will be there uh, with Jeremy. Uh, he will be a special guest on the show with the word remember. So uh, I hope you'll be with us. I love you. I'm praying for you. Uh, please pray for me. God bless you. I'll see you back next week here on the Kevin White Show. God bless you all. Thank you for subscribing, liking, and sharing The Kevin White Show. Visit KevinWhite.us for Kevin's blog, videos, books, and more, all geared toward helping you prosper in the presence of God. That's KevinWhite.us. Kevin's books are available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Contact Spirit Media for all your publishing and marketing needs at SpiritMedia.us. Spirit Media, taking the message of God through the people of God to the nations. Visit spiritmedia.us today. This has been The Kevin White Show. Find the complete archive of all episodes at kevinwhite.us or subscribe for free through your favorite podcast player and never miss an episode. This program, copyright Kevin White International, all rights reserved. We will see you back here every Tuesday on The Kevin White Show with another powerful message of prosperity in the presence of God.